Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including stories about food allergies, divorce experts, as well as tools for mental wellness. And if you like this episode, please check out the others and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire many more people. And now for this episode. I am so excited to introduce you to Serena Smith-Williams, a holistic health expert who specializes in motivating people to detox their homes. Now, whether you're looking to reorganize, spring clean, or just create healthier habits, Serena from Simple Holistic Girl shares a ton of information about improving our lives and limiting the toxins around us. It is a fun conversation packed with information, so please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with Serena Smith-Williams. She's a holistic health expert and healthy living author who specializes in inspiring people to detox their homes and their lives one step at a time. She's created a community, Simple Holistic Girl, providing resources and information toward non-toxic living. Now, whether you're looking to spring clean, reorganize, or just create healthier habits, Serena has tons of information to share about how to improve your life by living a non-toxic one. Serena and I met virtually through wellness circles years ago. Both Pretty Wellness, my brand, and Simple Holistic Girl, her brand, share so many similarities in that they both aim to inspire people to look at wellness holistically not just in one area, but so many different areas, and that it doesn't have to be difficult. We can make it simple to live this way. Now, Serena's filled with motivational information, and I am thrilled that she is here today to share her knowledge. Thank you so much, Serena. I am excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. I know we've been so much in touch for such a long time and it's about time. <laughs> I know. And it was really, it's always fun before these interviews for me to actually connect with whomever the guest might be. Yeah. And even you and I just bantering back and forth, we all of a sudden just jumped in and started talking about wellness because it's just been a part of our lives for yep. so long. Yep. And I am, I'm honored that you are coming on here on the podcast to share your story and to give us a slew of holistic tips that can really help people kickstart non-toxic living or better yet, if they're already on that journey, just to continue with it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm like, oh, let's play some music, please. We'll start a dance. No, that's just me being silly. Um, so in all seriousness, can you share with us how you started this holistic journey, because quite honestly, I mean, it's got to start from somewhere. And I'm always curious to hear people's stories. Like, where did it come from? Yeah. So <clears throat> I was already a massage therapist. And of course, that's an aspect of natural health. And, you know, I was already adopting better eating habits and I was a personal trainer. And I'm like, well, what else is there to do? Well, I wasn't that deep into non-toxic living just yet. So how I entered on that side was every two years, I have to renew my personal training certification. And I just happened to come across this course uh, 10 years ago, and it was called Natural Health Fundamentals. And it was like an eye opener, needless to say, like it taught me about food additives, Gen genetically modified organisms, pesticides, antibiotics, environmental toxins, like you name it, it, it uh, covered it. And 
after coming through that course, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I was, you know, already on the right track to do the right thing, health and healthy eating and, you know, exercising. And I was like, nope, there's still more to do. And it, it was like, that was my defining moment of, oh my gosh, what do I do now? And I just felt like, you know, what was I, I was barely scratching the surface of what I had just learned. So now I'm like, okay, these other things, now I have to worry about that too. So, you know, learning about how these, you know, conditions could lead to, you know, irritation, headaches, fatigue, and, you know, allergies and even cancer. And it's like, we're exposed to them every day. So what I started doing was just looking around the house at my own, you know, products and looking at the ingredients. And it was just like eye opening and shocking and, (laughs) and almost like I just couldn't believe what I was using this whole entire time. Um, you know, and then especially having kids in the house, you know, you know, with children, they're, they're more susceptible to, to us. So, I mean, uh, to environmental exposures than we are. So that was just a real eye opener taking that course. Yeah. Well, and it's, it always starts somewhere. What's wild to me now to think about, you know, 10 plus years before that, like you just don't know. Right. And there are so many people still today that just don't have the information because they're going down their path of life, however it might be. And, you know, in this case, it was for educational purposes. You stumbled upon this. Yeah. Seemed interesting to you. But then when you had the information, it sounds like you couldn't go back. Right. It's like once I knew, I couldn't like just ignore that, you know? (laughs) Right. Yep. And where, where did you start then? You said you were kind of going this adventure room to room and looking at the ingredients in your products, but the class finishes and your eyes are opened. Talk to us a little bit about your journey and, and where the changes first occurred. And I guess as they continued. So what I don't recommend doing is just throwing everything out, which is, (laughs) which is what I, (laughs) which is what I kind of wanted to do and started doing. And then, you know, especially like shampoos or, you know, deodorants and lotions. And I was like, toss, toss, toss. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So what I started doing was looking at what I use just on an everyday basis, um, and started from there. Um, you know, I maybe, you know, as I ran out of my deodorant, I would, you know, replace it with a better, you know, non-toxic alternative. And I eventually started getting away from lotions instead uh, and used um, oils instead. So just little things here and there. I just, instead of trying to tackle everything at once, um, I just looked at what I I used on a regular basis and started from there. And that seemed to be the easiest way um, to really tackle everything. Well, and I agree with you, whether it's from a product that's on your body or a product that you use in the house, Obviously, the product that you use the most is the one that you have the most exposure to. Exactly. Yep. And so it so that's a really good advice to start there. Now, in terms of finding new products, mm-hmm. how did you go about doing that? So what I would do is I would just, of course, Google was my friend. Um, you can always start there. And then what happens is, you know, the search results come up and then you start looking but it all still comes down to the ingredients. So what I would do is, you know, say if I wanted to find a new deodorant, um, I would just, you know, Google that, you know, natural deodorants, you know, or, you know, um, healthy deodorants. Um, and then just look at the ingredients, you know, from there you start learning what the good ingredients are versus the bad ones and what to, to what to avoid, what to, you know, go towards. And I, I just started from there. And then, you know, even once you start with one product, it doesn't have to be the perfect product because you can always, you know, start with one, um, you know, better alternative. And then along the way, you'll stop, you might find something even better, but it's just at least starting somewhere and then being aware of what you're exposed to, um, so that you can just change that. All right. So let's talk about your friend Google here about these (laughs) ingredients. All right. Who are the bad guys? Like, Tell us, because some people are coming to this not even knowing what we're talking about. And so if you were to throw out some bad guy names, or what would they be? And and the truth is, I mean, we know it, it 
differs per type of product, but let's start there. Of course. So there are, um, you know, especially if somebody goes to the salon or uses a lot of hair products, you have formaldehyde um, that might be in your products. You have, um, you know, something called phthalates. Um, That's a bad thing to uh, be exposed to. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You have 1,4-dioxane. Um, a lot of methylparaben, uh, propylparaben, anything paraben. Um, anything paraben. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much anything with the paraben after the after the uh, word. Um, fragrance. Well, fragrance. Fragrance is a big one. Oh, um, let's, yes, that's let's a talk really about, big one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about fragrance because that's something that, I mean, listen, I grew up Loving my Anne perfume mm-hmm, and my white mm-hmm, shoulders, all mm-hmm. that I thought were like so expensive that probably came from the drugstore. Right. <laughs> um, but, or, you know, the, the boys that wore Dracar. Right. And, yep. you know, I may be dating myself. Or, um, <laughs> this is what we did in Minnetonka, Minnesota growing up in the 80s and 90s. Um, but fragrance, you know, you can use it as a verb too. It's very fragrant, right? Yep. Um, yep. And that is a bad word when it, it comes to, and can you tell us a little bit about that? So fragrance can technically mean anything, anything, literally anything. So a fragrance to a company is a pretty much a top secret, you know, um, concoction. So it can, it can range from one secret ingredient to a thousand more secret ingredients. And when you see the word fragrance on a, you know, ingredient label, you have no idea what's in that fragrance because it's a top secret, you know, according to that company, they don't have to dis- to, uh, disclose what's in that. And, um, you never know what you're being exposed to in those secret ingredient, you know, um, concoction. And that can be dangerous. That can be absolutely dangerous. You know, even if the other ingredients before it aren't that bad, the fragrance can be the the deal breaker, you know? Um, and even when things say fragrance free, that can also mean that there's still fragrance in it because what they'll do is pour so many fragrances in it to get rid of the fragrance so that there's no, you know, quote unquote fragrant odor. So you can get, you know, the headaches and everything. So oh, even yikes. fragrant free doesn't necessarily mean there's no fragrance. <laughs> well- so without, I mean, we you and I could really go deep here mm-hmm. because we're both so passionate about this. I will say, can we talk about tools? I, I want people to know wherever they're coming in their journey, there are so many different directions you can go. And yes. if you want to be like the investigator of all ingredients, like obviously you were in the beginning because probably the tools weren't there as they are now 10 years ago. Now there is an app for everything. Correct, there is. And I are there any apps that you use that you find that are easy? Like I have some of my favorites, but I want to hear from you first. Like what might yours be in this journey? I actually haven't used apps, but I've come across some apps. Um, I know Think Dirty comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I've heard of them. I haven't used them, but um, they come to mind. I've come across them quite a few times. Um, I think um, the Environmental Working Group has yeah. an app as well. And and that is the one I'll say. Yeah. So I'm an app girl. Yeah. And, and you came, actually, my journey started seven years ago and yours was over 10. So you came to it. And even when I started mine, there weren't any apps. Right. But I, I find for people, when, when we're talking about products, if you are overwhelmed by Googling it, and some people are, yeah. there's an app for it. Yep. Think Dirty, as you mentioned, or EWG has what they call their healthy living, which is connected to their Skin Deep database. and Which is great like, to look at. I, I did use that um, in the beginning as well to look up ingredients. Yep. Because it's, it, it's so full of detail. It is. It not really to is. overwhelm, but just to help us make decisions. If you're in a target and you see a shampoo that says, you know, green beauty, non-toxic living, it may be a marketing ploy. Exactly. Um, yep. And and so that's why you take one step further. You can open up your app 
and you can scan it. Yep. And it, and the and environmental working group will give you a rating, as I believe Think Dirty does as well, and they'll let you know. Okay, what I found useful is for me as a two-time cancer survivor, I want to stay away from any ingredient that has to do with cancer. Yep. Sometimes environmental working group will rank it like higher and not in a good way because it, there are tons of allergens. And to yes. me, that isn't the issue as much as much as the hormone reproducers, which tend to be some of those plasticizers or the parabens that you were mentioning before. And so, but people don't even need to be know that much detail you'll see when you scan a product Mm -hmm. if they have it Mm -hmm. that it'll tell you it's green it's yellow you know green for go Mm -hmm. yellow for in and red for no and so I found those tools to be really to be really helpful and they're very straightforward yeah yeah like to your point they help make it simple yes so moving on, moving on from products can you give us you are the simple holistic girl Mm -hmm. you can you talk to us a little bit about your philosophy on non-toxic living overall? I think non-toxic living, and it's and it can differ, um, you know, based on everyone's lifestyle. And I think it just means, you know, basically taking the knowledge that you know that you know around you about you know your own products, the chemicals around you, your environmental health, and you're just taking action on it to make it better. So that can mean, like you said, you prioritize certain products over others. You know, um, every household, of course, will be different. Every, you know, preference will be different. So, you know, say for instance, someone has uh, asthma. So perhaps they want to stay away from certain products over, you know, as a preference. Um, And I think it's, it's all about not trying not to be perfect, but, because there's always work to do. There's always room for improvement. There's always something new coming out. But the point is just to take that, you know, um, knowledge that you get and and you're just applying it to your everyday life about, and just being aware of the products that you're around, that you're using, that are going onto your skin, that you're breathing in. um, And then you adjust it accordingly. And that's about, and sometimes it means saying no to things. Sometimes, you know, the more times you say no to things, you know, it may not be, um, cause you can't help everything. You can't change everything. You can't say no to everything. So the things that you can help are in your own house and you just take charge of that. Now, maybe I want to take a step back for a moment mm-hmm. because I, I know that people will occasionally question me why would I do it? I love my Maybelline bright pink <laughs> yes. or L'Oreal mascara. Yeah. I have, you know, why would I want to? I love the way my house smells when I put in that Glade. And I don't mean to be calling out brands. Right. I just, these are some of the brands I used to use way back right. when. Perhaps they've changed because I do know companies are, are working on that. But um, those air fresheners, not mm-hmm. the essential oils mm-hmm. that are from oils, but can you tell us the why? We we touched upon it before, but you, you brought up asthma. And I'm like, hmm, I bet people don't realize that all these chemicals that they breathe in could affect asthma and allergies. And so I did just throw that in there. But can you please talk, talk to us a little bit more about the why it's so important? Yeah, because a lot of these chemicals that we're not even, you know, sometimes we, most of the time we can't even see them. You know, you have invisible chemicals like secondhand smoke, lead, you know, things come off of our furniture, our mattresses, um, in our water. And eventually those conditions can lead to, you know, lung irritation, headaches, fatigue, asthma, allergies, um, infertility and cancer. And here it is, we're making ourselves sick. You know, we're making ourselves sick and sometimes we don't even know why. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and we're going to the doctor and sometimes the answer is right in front of us. It's our products. It's our products. So if you don't do it, you know, do it for your health, do it for your children's health. Um, you, you know, you just never know, um, especially, especially in children, you know, the, the more they're exposed to now might end up, you know, with more disorders or illnesses later on in adulthood, you know, right. um, and we just don't know where but- it starts. I mean, it, we, it technically starts in the womb, but the, 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 
more work we can do now to lessen those exposures, it would be better for everyone, especially the children, you know. And we're, and we're not, by the way, to all the listeners out there, we're not having this conversation to scare you right. about what you're doing. Right. We're having this conversation to open it up. So yes, there are toxins everywhere in the environment, in our households, in our products, really everywhere. If you limit some of those, you add new ones that are more pure healthy, maybe even healing, mm-hmm. then some of the other, there's some toxins we just cannot walk away from. They We're just surrounded by them. Exactly. And, and so limit where you can yep. and where it makes sense for you. Yep. Especially for me, like I mentioned before, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. Right. I have a hormonal breast cancer. So any product that is hormone disruptors, I want to stick away from. And so that is my priority. Whereas, as I mentioned, some of the other ones that might disrupt allergies aren't as big of a priority to me, but that's my choice. Right, right. Yep. And so I think that the why is really important there. It's, um, you know, stepping in the right direction and trying to pick and choose what works for you. Yep. And everybody's going to be different. And, you know, it's it's almost like don't look at to the next household either to dictate what you need to do in your own house, you know, if that, you know, if you're, you know, your friend or your neighbor or whoever has certain products, well, maybe you don't want those and you want to, you know, choose different ones. You know, everything is customizable. You know, it's, it's just a matter of making that effort and putting that first step forward to lessen your exposure. Now I w- I want to get because I know you have so many tangible tips. You had mentioned get to know your ingredients was one of the first things you had talked about. But can you share some other tangible tips for people that are saying, hey, I want to clean up my house a little. I want to, you know, detoxify a little. Where do you tell them to start after the ingredient exploration? Um, so I do say slow and steady. Um, so after they figured out what they want to, you know, after they look at the ingredients, replace slowly, that way it's just less overwhelming. (laughs) Um, it does the opposite of what I first did and not throw everything out at once. Um, and it's just less overwhelming. Number two, assess the necessity. Do you really need to replace it? You know, so we have so many products, so many things are marketed to us that we don't even need half of them. You know, like look at the skincare commercials. There's like five things for like, you know, a morning routine. Do you really need five, you know, five products, you know, for, you know, skincare? Um, That's a big thing. You know, maybe you can cut down, you know, maybe instead of replacing, maybe you just cut down and keep your favorite, you know, one beauty brand. Um, another thing is, does it fit into your budget? You know, just because something says it's better for you doesn't mean you have to spend the money on it, you know, right then and there, or even later. Um, you know, I'll take water filtration as an example. You know, there are some expensive water filtration systems for a whole house, but you don't need it. (laughs) You may not necessarily need it. There's, you know, other less expensive alternatives. So those are the the kind of the few tips that, you know, can just lead to less stress because you don't want to be stressed out while, you know, making a better, better lifestyle change. Well, I think the other important part about there is something kind of, we'll call it cathartic about, I'm going to take everything out of my house. I'm going to throw it away and I'm going to only bring in the new. Right. However, (laughs) just like everything else in life, like your first try, your first pick with a product, a cleaning product, a beauty product, a new water filtration system, not the system, we'll say the pitcher, it may not you may not like it. And then you may want to give up and go back to what you were doing. Just like anything else in life, it's trial and error. Yep. You might have to try more than one. Yep. Right, right, right. So will you join me? Like, I want to talk about what are some of your favorites? Let's talk brands. Let's talk items and tools that you use. Like, this is a fun conversation for me because I don't often get to talk to somebody that is as jazzed about non-toxic living as me. So 
Let's talk water filtration since you brought that up. What do you use in terms of filtering your water? So far, I haven't gone overboard with that. I've stuck to just the Brita for now. Um, we used to have a pure water filter that attaches to your faucet. Um, mm -hmm. I've tried that. Um, I think those are the only two so far as far as water filters that I've tried. Well, I will tell you, for me, I have done a few things. Mm -hmm. I did consider doing the whole like full house filtration system, but it is really pricey. It is. And yeah. so uh, so I, I didn't end up going that route. And the funny thing is then we ended up moving uh, a year later. And so I'm like, oh, good thing I didn't sp spend it on that. I've done a little bit like you have done. I've done the the pure or Brita that you can add it to your faucet. Mm -hmm. I recently have been using this Aquasana, the Clarium Direct Connect. Oh, okay. it is. Um, it's it, it's something that you can you can put in like below your sink that helps filter your water. So it's easier in a sense than having the clunky thing on your faucet. I, I really like the brand Aquasana. Okay. And so I think that um, that's for somebody. And the price point was like around a hundred dollars. It's not. Um, it's not too pricey. And and I think that that works. They also have other products as well. If you want to bring in a plumber, but I'll tell you, I, I uh, started looking into this at the beginning of COVID. And so we haven't had anybody come in our house to work. So I wasn't going to bring a plumber in. But um, if you want something a little bit more. Um, you know, that's a little bit more work. You, they have a few different filters that I really like. So that's what I like in terms of my water. How about let's talk um, hair products. What hair products Ooh, hair do you products. like? So I've really, really cut down on hair products and I pretty much use, and it's not even brand um, necessarily. It's just product driven like avocado oil, um, aloe vera juice, um, you know, oils like that, I've kind of, or products like that, I've kind of gone towards. Um, I love than, that. Yeah. Like, and, and even like shampoos, I really rarely use them anymore. Um, I've had, you know, I've used Shea Moisture. Um, I like Shea Moisture. Yeah, they're really good. Um, that's pretty, oh, and I have now found a new uh, Bell Bar Organic. Um, I have also started using them and I have used also shea butter, um, for my hair as well. So those are pretty simple products. Um, and I do think, uh, huh. I do think it's fun to, like you were talking about the avocado oil yeah. and the aloe vera juice. There was a time where I was making my own conditioner, which was avocado and oil. And there is a way to do that. I understand sometimes people want to get something off the shelf. And I'll tell you the brand Dr. Bronner's, there was a while I was, I was oh washing my, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. The Dr. Bronner's, the Castile liquid soaps. I have soaps. everything probably from them, from that. I love them line. too. I have the bar soap, the hand soap, the toothpaste, the <laughs> shaving gel. I have like. I, well, it's <laughs> just so pure and so natural. Yes. I love all their stuff. Love it. Love it. Yes. Love it. So you can use it for shampoo. Laundry. You can use it laundry, yep. right? Cleaning. Washing your floors. Yes. Yeah. So I think we got to give a five star to Dr. Yes, Bronner's do. because <laughs> Dr. Bronner's can be used for everything. everything. Yes. And and that's literally like you could buy one big, I use the orange um, uh, tea tree oil for washing, say, makeup brushes. Because when I do my TV interviews, I, ah, I do wear yes. makeup. Mm -hmm. Uh, I use it to wash my face because it's got the tea tree oil. You could use it then to clean your yoga mat because it's good for cleaning your yes, yoga it's, mat. It's, it's just, so good for everything. So good for everything. It is. Lo they so, have lotion, like everything. <laughs> right. So, so they're a, a hot brand. All right. So we've covered shampoo. We've covered, let's see. I, with toothpaste, I'll tell you, I don't use Dr. Bronner's. I use Tom's. Okay. I like Tom's. Okay. It served me well. Uh, the other thing I will do, though, when it comes, I don't know, it comes to non-toxic living, do you ever oil pull? Use coconut or sesame oil? So I did do that for a little bit. Um, I admit I haven't done it in a while, but I did try it. 
I did try it, um, but I do not do it on a regular basis. I'll tell for everybody who's new to oil pulling, it's when you're taking oil, about a tablespoon full of sesame oil, coconut oil, you put it in your mouth and you basically gargle it for up to 20 minutes. And what it's doing is it's pulling the toxins that are in your mouth into the oil and then you spit it out into a garbage, not a toilet, Mm -hmm. not a faucet, anything Mm -hmm. like that. It will clog it. I will tell you that I believe that it has really helped me. Now, mind you, I haven't done it now in a few months, just in full transparency because, hey, we get set in our ways and and I haven't done it. But this is a reminder and let's be accountable. I'll I'll tell you in a week from now, I'm going, (laughs) I'm going to jump back on it because it is. It's really something simple. Now, some people can't stomach it, and that's where yeah. I'd say, "Hey, it could be a don't little do the tablespoon to start because you yeah. might not be so used to having like maybe a tablespoon of something in your mouth like that." Yeah, it 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 and or for twenty minutes. So yeah, it it is. If you're gonna start, you know, you can start out a minute at a time and just work your way up. Right. <laughs> How about so cleaning? Do you use Dr. Bronner's then for your household cleaning products? So I do have Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. Um, sometimes Anything I have else? seventh generation. Yep, I like seventh generation too. Although I use the ones that are fragrance free. Yes, that that don't have any smell to it because, as you talked about earlier, there's fragrance in it. You don't know what chemicals are made up in those fragrances. Yep, and I think that's pretty much it. Once in a while, I might try like the plain like if I happen to be in Target they have like a um plant-based uh, brand in there and I can't remember the name of it but like once in a while I'll depending on what store I'm in I might you know try yes. something new um, I do that too yeah sometimes I think it's fun and I want to try it out and I want to talk about it yeah I just started using a friend of a friend of mine was it sells essential oils. And so she had given me Young Living has Thieves. Okay. And it was a essential oil cleaner and I loved it. Okay. And then another friend suggested the doTERRA brand On Guard, which honestly the two of those smell very similar. And it's this fresh cinnamon scent and I love cinnamon. And so I have been using that a lot too because you know, it, it works. It smells good. And I don't know, it, it makes me smile because I just love that cinnamon scent throughout my house. Right, right. And and I'll say I also use the almighty naturals such as baking soda. Yes, that's another one. Right? Vinegar. Vinegar. Yep, that's a good white one. vinegar. Yep. And it's amazing what the two of those can do. I'll clean out my gross oven yeah. by just taking baking soda and water and leaving it overnight. Yeah. And then, right? And then it just comes off. Or vinegar really does work to disinfect so much. I mean, in some cases, there's a bit of a strong smell, which is why I will add essential oils to it. But that those, those are fun. Um, the other thing, have you ever used, uh, instead of using a sponge, use a lemon no, no, so, I have not. Years ago, I don't know where I read it as some sort of healthy hack. Uh-huh. And, and or maybe I read it doing something and I decided it was going to be my healthy hack, but I drink on most mornings warm water and lemon. And so I, you're either throwing or putting in the disposal or I guess you could compost, but I just haven't gotten there yet. And so I would throw it in the sink and then use it as a sponge, right? Because it already has the properties to disinfect That's the, so the, cool. the yeah. ass and the lemon, right? <laughs> and you're holding on to the edge of the of the lemon, so your hands almost aren't getting dirty and you're scrubbing with it. So there's a little uh, fun, all-natural, healthy hack for people. If, if they use lemons or – you could probably use any citrus, but I think lemons really do the Pretty trick. Pretty cool, yeah. Okay, didn't even think about that. Yep, that is something. And then so, lemon juice would be part of a cleaning product anyway. Like you said, it has its own – cleaning properties. So, yep, it's perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're, well, we'll give that one 
I, I really, I can't give it a five star. I just brought it up, but you can give it a five star if you want. Uh, all right. So what categories have we not covered here? Do you, I know some people talk about plants being able to de- detoxify different rooms in the house. Is that something that you've jumped on the bandwagon with? Okay. So I will admit, um, I kill plants. Um, so. <laughs> so that's not your mode of detoxification. <laughs> I am horrible with plants, but yes, plants can, um, (laughs) plants are, um, really good in, um, detoxifying your home. And this, and if you can easily look up like the NASA clean air study, um, and that they did NASA, NASA clean, yep. Clean clean air air study. study. They did like, all right, tell us about it. Um, study on which house plants you know, detox the environment the best. So they have like a ton of, you know, suggestions, um, um, how, and even like down to the percentage of, you know, air that they would detoxify. And it's like, you know, a bamboo palm, you know, Boston fern, you have snake plant, but me personally, I am horrible with plants. But, um, (laughs) if you would like to have, you know, I mean, basically they're very, you know, not very affordable and it's like a, a very affordable air purifier right in your house you know right so yep well I guess on that note do you use an air purifier I do not I do not I I feel like I've heard that I mean this is not an area of my expertise mm-hmm. in terms of purifying the air however opening windows can be really helpful yes, opening windows yep that's really good because actually our air on the inside is worse than our air, the air on the outside. So, and why is I that? Know. You got and you got to wonder. Like your house should be the most, you know, the healthiest place for you to, you know, spend time, and it's not so. Well, I'm going to give my dog a little bit of credit. We got a COVID puppy who's almost a year old now. So, and he is stubborn and will not come inside the house. It could be so freezing out and he'll just like bark. He wants to come in and then he'll just stand outside the door. I think he wants us to come out and play when it's like 20 degrees here. And so I just keep the door open and let him, you know, he can come in when he wants and it's to the backyard, mind you. It's not like anywhere where there's a lot of traffic mm-hmm. um, or, or, you know, or like it's, it's just a small part of our house. But I will give him credit for even when it's really cold in the winter, we've been opening the doors quite a bit to bring in that fresh air because it does you know, when you it's, when you walk outside often. I mean, I can't speak for everywhere. But you oftentimes do feel a change of energy when you you take deep breaths of fresh air from the outside. So that makes sense why the air would be a bit more pure outside than inside. Plus inside, a lot of times we're in confined spaces. And so the ventilation is not quite as great Mm -hmm. as being in a vast open space. So that is really interesting there. So is there anything else that you'd like to um, share with us? I know you do a toxin challenge. And is that something that you do regularly? Are you always challenging people? Do you have any thoughts on, again, challenging people to get rid of the toxins in their house? I, I tried because I know, so like New Year's is a big, a big, right. you know, toxin, you know, detox season. So I yeah, thought so about can, it. Yeah. You know, it's like the new year, like, you know, you can probably find like a hundred different, you know detox, you know, challenges going on. So rather than doing it with, you know, smoothies or juices or food, what I decided to do was, you know, a detox product challenge. And basically I wanted to, you know, show people how simple it is just to, you know, start detoxing your house. Like it's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's, it's really simple steps. And so I did like a five day challenge in January just to show like little things that you can do to even just take the, you know, the first steps to, you know, making your house, you know, a whole lot healthier. And, you know, it was just as simple as, you know, just even your produce or, you know, um, your products or, you know, just candles, like candles are a big thing, you know, around the holidays, people burn a lot of candles and, you know, getting rid of the candles, Um, so it was just, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where my idea came from because I knew January was like that new year, you know, detox. Right, right. (laughs) Well, I think people can even consider 
jumping into that again as we go into the change of the seasons, right? Whether it's people think of spring and it's like, ooh, spring cleaning. But hey, we change over things in our house each season going into summer, going into fall, going into winter. And hey, especially here, we're both on the East Coast. So we do have four seasons. But, you know, other places in the world where you have probably at least two seasons, you're changing and refocusing something in your life. And that's an opportunity to look to make some positive changes that will help you with your health. Yep. It's always a good spot to, you know, when the seasons change, kind of change, change around. And it it shakes things up a little bit for you too, you know, so. Well, and for both of us, it's been really fun. It can be something if you commit to do Whatever it might be. We didn't even talk about the kitchen so much. We talked about cleaning in the kitchen. We talked about beautifying ourselves, or our hairs, or, yeah. or hey, um, we didn't even get to makeup. There's just so many different so many areas yes, so many that, we can talk, that we can talk about. And I think I'm both, if you go to Simple Holistic Girl or follow your social media, you do give a lot of suggestions in that area. Uh, I want to ask you though, in life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're this health and wellness expert and you live this simple, holistic life. However, we all go through ups and downs in life. And and can you share with us, because, hey, this podcast is about finding happiness through hardship. Like, how do you find joy? Uh, I I just focus on the little things, um, you know, like I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful, you know, even when I wake up in the morning, you know, um, I'm grateful to have a job. You know, you just focus on little things because especially with this pandemic, yeah. I mean, you just, you just know that, you know, you look around and it could have been so much worse. Could have been, so, and some people are, are having it worse, you know. So I just look around and I just try to take in the little things and, just be grateful um, and not focus well, you on are, what I haven't done, but focus on what I, I have done. I, I love that. You are segueing into the next part of this interview, which is really near and dear to my heart. So for all the listeners that are new to me, I play what we call the grateful game with my son most nights before bed. When he was nine years old, I had came home with a big book that was about creating gratitude lists. And we sat in bed because it was the end of the day and it was a nice way to end the day. And we would write what we were grateful for and have some conversations around it. And then it was a great idea, but the big heavy book, I wanted the light off. There were all these reasons that it didn't work, but I didn't want to give up on it. So we started to just talk about what we were grateful for and why. Now, yes, there's a million things in my life that I should be grateful for that are really, really important. Like, mm-hmm. hey, my health, uh, the roof over my head, mm-hmm. the food, my parents, mm-hmm. my in-laws, my husband, my son, you know, all that. Um, but what I was helping, hoping that Kyle would focus on, which he did because he was a nine-year-old, was just the little things. Like to him, the fact that he got to watch at the time an extra Lego show was pretty cool to him and he was excited about it, right? right yep. <laughs> and and so that and and that really resonated with me because I believe and it sounds like you do too is is the small things because even on a bad day mm-hmm. I could look around and find something that could make me smile. And sometimes like the day was just going to be a bad day, the week it, it it's going to be heavy and it's going to be hard. But even just the ability to find a smile, to get a laugh, to feel a little sense of hope is really helpful when you're going through hardship. And so that's where the Grateful Game was born is that now most nights we sit and we give ourselves a certain amount of time and we talk about what we're grateful for and why. And so I am hoping, it sounds like you're already a step ahead because you <laughs> kind of started talking about what you're grateful for, um, but I wanna, I'll, I'll kick it off. It, what we'll do is I'll give us each a minute. And I want us to think about what we're grateful for and why today, or hey, say the next, the the last 24 hours. And for you listeners out there, I hope whether you're doing it right now while we're doing it, or you're doing it later tonight with your family or a friend or somebody you talk to on the phone, maybe before you go to sleep, I want to guarantee you that 
if you make this a practice, kind of like anything in life, if you work at something and you make it a practice, it can really become a tool to make your life a a little bit better. So anyway, on that note, I will talk about what I am grateful for today and why. Um, I am grateful for... uh, Sounds silly, but the weather today, the day started out really rainy and there's something about rainy days that give me this sense of ease, like I'm warm and cozy inside and I can just sit at my computer and do my work with this kind of calm background and I don't feel the need to go do the other things outside of my house. Now, granted, things have changed a bit with COVID where we're inside our house more, but I still do love to listen to the weather. and, and how it's like, what's going on around me. And and I guess on the flip side of that is the rain stopped. Mm-hmm. And then I took the dog on a walk uh, at sunset. And so I was able to see some of, um, you know, the pink in the horizon behind the water because I live near the Long Island Sound and I can walk there. And that is really calming to me. So I'm really grateful um, for, for the weather today and the vast, you know, changes of that. Um, I'm grateful for my Instant Pot today, and I know that sounds silly, but I have, I'm always about healthy living and eating clean, and I find it a great tool when you're busy. I threw in red peppers, uh, a ton of onions, because I love onions, and I I threw in these um, vegan sausages, the Beyond Meat brand. I don't eat them every day. I just, sometimes when I feel like something a little bit more bulky, I um, I threw those in the Instant Pot and I just pressed saute. And in 30 minutes, so I went on my walk and I came back and the dinner was ready. And that I just find is, you know, make, it made my life easier today. And so I'm grateful for that tool. So anyway, I went over a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you should probably automatically win, but I'm, I'm tossing it to you. And I want to know today what you were grateful for and why. The first thing that comes to my mind is grateful for my health. And I know it sounds a little cliche, but I also have Crohn's disease. And so, um, you know, just grateful that sometimes when I've eaten something that just doesn't agree with me, or, um, I just think of the, the, where I could be right now, I just think back to, I could be it could be so much worse for, for Crohn's and everything. And right now I'm just grateful where I'm able to just be up and about spend time with my children, um, and just not have to worry about, you know, my health or anything. Um, I guess another thing is, and I don't know, this might sound a little silly, but sometimes you take for granted little things. So I would be, I would say I'm grateful for my car because, Oh yeah. You know, you, you, Sometimes you you kind of take things for granted and you get into, you know, say, for instance, your car and you're just automatically knowing it's going to start. Well, one day it didn't. So, <laughs> you know, so just little things like that, you just don't think about until you, you know, you you need it or it breaks down or anything. So right. once I got a car back, you know, I had to go get a new one. It just made me stop and think like, you know what, I'm very appreciative of what I have. Yeah when it works, when, even when it doesn't work, because maybe there's a reason, you know? Um, right. So you just think to even the bad days, like you said, just find something even to smile about because sometimes bad days, you know, make a, a good day because something bad happened so that, you know, positive thing could, could have room. So you just never know. Oh, so. you, you speak my yeah. language. <laughs> You, you really speak my language. It sounds like we've tied. Um, and But as my mom would say, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, it's how you play the right. game. Of course, my dad was like, no, like there's a winner and there's a loser in a game. But I'm just kidding. Right. Um, but in terms of this game, uh, my point here is just for us all to try and tap into finding, as you said, like even sometimes the bad inconvenient things cause a reaction in us that can end up being a good yes, thing. There are many yeah. times where I am forced uh, to do something I didn't necessarily want to do, but I take a deep breath and like, wow, maybe I was really just meant 
to not do that mm-hmm. and take in, take in another direction. So I believe in that as yep. well. So um, I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your expertise. Can you please tell the listeners how they can follow you or get to know you even further? Sure. Um, so my blog is simpleholisticgirl.com. And I have, you know, articles, I have guides, um, and I'm constantly, you know, adding things to it. Um, and then on social media, on Facebook and um, Instagram, I am at Simple Holistic Girl. And then on Twitter, um, I am at the SHG blog. Well, thank you. So I encourage everybody to check Serena out. And I, again, I want to thank you, Serena, for being here today with me, thank for you. sharing your knowledge <laughs> to everybody. And, and for all the listeners out there, thank you for, uh, for following me, for subscribing to this podcast. Um, to the extent that you are on social media, please reach out at Pretty Wellness and let me know what you like or what stories you want to hear more of, because I am here to share this inspiration, to share. Uh, a little bit of knowledge in the hopes that we can all find a little bit of joy during whatever journey that that we're going on in life. So thank you to the listeners as well. I am wishing you guys all a great day. I'm sending virtual hugs through the microphone. And Serena, again, thank you. This was wonderful. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you. (laughs) I did too. Uh, Now, bye for now, everyone. I will be in touch soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now, my parting words. Serena shares a ton of information about living a less toxic life. Now, it can be challenging to make several changes at once. So we both encourage you to challenge yourself to make one small change, maybe even one small change a month. Whether it helps the environment or improves your respiratory system, there are tons of benefits to living with less toxins. Now, check out Serena's Toss the Toxins Challenge or even go to prettywellness.com backslash healthy-living-resources. Or check out our resources tab for the Healthy Living Resources. Now here you'll get information on better products for your home and body. And of course, I share a lot of this information on Instagram as well at Pretty Wellness. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.